<laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. We do it every time. It's our new like warm up. No. Yeah. What? It's not a new warm up. No. We just are in that like barbershop <laughs> quartet. quartet we, mindset. We, we have had a barbershop quartet weekend. <laughs> I'm calling this a weekend. It's not really I'm, a weekend. I'm call- it's a weekend for me. Like, yeah. It's a long weekend for me. It's a weekend. The freaking weekend. Yes. All right. So welcome back, everybody, to Red Wine and Mystery, Mystery Stories. Yeah. Thanks you for finishing because I forgot the name of the podcast for a hot second. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> Uh, this is your first time at the Rodeo Drive. Uh, we're over here at Cartier's and Saks Fifth Avenue in between. We're in the we will, alley between. We will not <laughs> refuse to serve you because of how you look. Yes. Call back to uh, Pretty Woman with Julie Roberts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like we won't like like re- refuse to hit the buzzer. Yeah. Like we'll that, be like, like you can't afford these. It's very expensive. I remember like 2004 ish. I had like a cool like fossil watch. Mm-hmm. And because I have like, like I have like tiny S wrists, like right. Yeah, you do have very slender wrists. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. His wrists are like more slender than mine, and mine are not big. So I got like a cool like fossil watch for my birthday or Christmas or some some one of those things. Mm-hmm. And it was like <laughs> roll like I put it on it like it rolled underneath my wrist like <laughs> instantly. So someone's like, oh, you should just go to like a jewelry store and like get it like resized. It'll take off like a couple of the lengths because mm-hmm. they have those like tiny screwdriver things. So I think I went to like maybe like a Jared's or something. I can't remember where I went, but Katie it was jewelers. <laughs> probably one of the, one of those ones. And it was like one of those ones where you like walk into this like a little vestibule area. Yep. And there was like a locked door, and they had to like hit a unlock button to like allow me in. Oh yeah. And they were like, "How can we help you?" And I probably looked like a scrub. I was like, I don't know, 2004. How old was I? Like 22 or something? Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, who the fuck? Like, I was probably wearing like those like swish swish pants. Oh, yeah. Like, like, a, like breakaways. A, yeah, like a van sweatshirt. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, and I walked in there like, how can we help you? And I'm like, oh, I need to get my uh, wristwatch resized. And like, she like consulted with management for a hot second. And they were like, he was like, let them in. And I like, came in and they were like nervous. They had like their hand on the little fucking like, Emergency call bell. Oh man! <laughs> like, in case the cop have to show up, and they thought I was gonna like rob the joint. And I was like, yeah, like here's the watch that I need to get resized. And they're like, all right, let's measure your wrist. And they're like, oh, you're just a giant pussy, huh? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they didn't really say that, but and I'm sure that's what they like were thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, who am I? Sorry, I'm Patrick. I'm done. Welcome, welcome. And who am I? Have the pleasure to be here with today. Jill Buck, as the, always. The non-limp-wristed Jill Buck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, so, yeah, this, this is the podcast, which is, like, a cross-section of... How do you... I can't... Why can't I remember like, how you describe it? We're gonna get, like, hate for that for some reason. I know uh, apparently we will, yeah. um, because people are bitches on the internet. Sorry, fan base. Um, <laughs> uh, we are a nice cross-section of, like, paranoia, mystery stories, and boo. But you had like a funner way to say booze earlier. Um, inebriation? Uh, Getting drunk? No, like you were saying like drunken, di- disorder, drunken disorderly conduct oh, or something. I might have said that. I don't know. I was freaking drunk when I said it. <laughs> All right, well, listen to our last episode. Yeah, we'll describe li- it. I'll have to listen to a previous episode to figure out how I fucking described it before <laughs> that Patrick liked and I can't remember because, right. you know, crack and rum. Should we pause, listen to the description, come back, and then do like a no-bone zone? 
Um, nah, we can do a no bones on uh, like a pre uh, the next episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> keep on waiting till the next episode. <laughs> I know, like hold up, <laughs> <laughs> hold up. All right, yep. So we're, we we kind of want to move along into our states. Uh, we're gonna yep. So, so we did do some states earlier, or you know, last week, last week, <laughs> or two weeks earlier. ago, or whatever, whatever. This morning. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real there. Um. So we are kind of moving into a new state. Um, this is on our list. The state of delusion. Yeah. <laughs> Delusional drinking. Um, Disorder. <laughs> Lee conduct. Yes. Very much so. But this one, we feel like this state has a pretty big one. So we actually did some additional, like, hot research. Oh, yeah. Um, I was AKA, up all night. I was at the um, library looking at microfiche. Yeah. A.K.A. Patrick did hot research. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I'm you, coasting by on it. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Always. You're going to get yelled at on the internet because you yeah. said you coasted by it. I just want to point that out there. Cause, why? Why? Like, I feel like, why are we extra cunty tonight? I don't know. We're just like in that vein of cuntiness. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I, but... Let's be real. Let's, Let's be, real, be real, folks. We usually are. Yeah. We're, regardless. We're totally cunty. We Irregardless? Are. That's not a word. Oh, that's not a word, and it's so bad. So bad. Now I love saying it because I know it pisses you off. Yeah, now you're going to get yelled at by people <laughs> at the internet on the internet, a.k.a. me. <laughs> it's, it's you under an alias. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... It's like... Random candle account following you. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us. <laughs> that's like call back to Kat not knowing that the random candle account following her and Patrick and a very special podcast is me. <laughs> so anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so, so what are we doing today? What so the fuck are we doing today? Um, Let me put my glasses on I so I can read this. As we normally do with our states, we normally throw like two or three in to one episode because there's usually not a lot of research we're doing. We're just kind of like just giving you the basic info that we yeah, have. Yeah, it's like a spooky graveyard or something. Yeah. It's like, how long do we talk about a fucking spooky graveyard? Let's yeah, there's lots of them, and we talk about a lot of them all the time. Yeah, I, I feel like we've talked about four spooky graveyards in like the... Minimum. 40-ish episodes that we've done yeah, thus minimum, far. Yeah, minimum. Minimum four. Um, so, <laughs> um, so this one this one was like a really interesting urban legend. Um, so we're devoting an entire episode to one state, one urban legend in that state. Yes. So Maryland. Yes. Maryland, the, which is between my home and your home. It is true. It is in between us. I feel like um, it's like smack in the middle. Like that's my. I don't know about it. <laughs> smack in the middle, but it's in there somewhere with a bunch of other states. Um, so, also the home of uh, what we thought was going to be 2019 AlienCon, but AlienCon has moved. Yes. Fuck. So we may not be able to do AlienCon this year. I'm so sorry, fan base. We were really looking forward to it. But based on our preliminary research, it looks like it's not going to be in Baltimore this year like it was last year. It looks like it's in Texas. Yeah, we're not going to Texas, we by the way. We can't do Texas. Yeah. Especially, Too far. Yeah. It's I, hot. It's a hot state. Uh, Jill's candles will melt. Actually no, they'll they'll hold up well, but I, I just, can't I can't drive all the way to fucking Texas. So uh, well, maybe you can uh, maybe you can ship them here like, short like over time. No, and then you can fly here, and then we can drive out. No, from here might not be as far. No, <laughs> come on, we can go to Nashville. Maybe we can meet Connie Britton. <laughs> And her Connie, hair. Connie Britton can meet her hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long story. We'll talk about it. Yeah, episode. we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but so 
due to the fact that it looks like we won't be able to do alien con this year we are going to be looking for, for other fun cons yeah like another mystery con that was a fun one that we did oh so. yeah the alabama mystery con maybe, maybe it'll be like a fun like closer con like maybe uh yeah maybe like in... north carolina murder mystery con or yeah we'll we'll find something similar along those lines and we are going to try and Ghost do that con. this year um, so we are dedicated to doing that so that people can come out and see us and like purchase candles and we'll, we'll try and get some swag going, like some t-shirts and some Manson like, Con. um, some, you know, teacups. Well, there's <laughs> always Pacey Con. There's always Pacey Con. There is always, always Pacey Con, but that's also not a doable thing for me to drive to because isn't that out in Colorado usually? Uh... Well, first of all, Pacey kind of is not real. It's something we I made up in yes, my mind. Yes, I know, but I'm pretty about sure about the character Pacey from Dawson's Creek. But I'm pretty boy sure. Boy toy, by the way, boy toy. Yeah, Fan total of the boy show. toy. Friend of the show. Yep, but I'm pretty sure when you made it up, you specifically like placed it in Colorado because it was near Cat. Yeah, I think it was near Denver, the Denver region. Yep. Like the day after a Taylor Swift concert, maybe. Uh, friend of the <laughs> show. <laughs> Uh, lizard person? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, um, I made my improv debut tonight, and I made a reference to Lizard uh, Man. Yeah, and, and I it was almost... specifically for you, by the way. Oh, it was? <laughs> yes. Oh, it made me so happy. I almost, like, jumped out of my seat and went, yeah, fucking Lizard Man! <laughs> you should have. You should have. It would have been great. Uh, no, I would have been humiliated. It's fine. And my boobs probably would have popped out of my dress. <laughs> Which is fine. We both, uh, your, your, like, titty holder... <laughs> Slash dress matched my socks, by the it way. It did. They were both anchors. Yep, they both had anchors. And we on did not them. plan it. We did not plan it, by no, the way. No, we didn't. Yeah, but we were like, like matchy matchy, and it was kind of cool. Yeah, you're like, titties were falling out at the bar earlier, and I was like, hey, hold on a second. I'm yeah, like, those anchors like, on your like titty holder <laughs> match, match my socks. And yeah. you're like, what are you talking about? And I was like, what? You just not see that, but I just like threw my feet over my head, like I was like Jim Carrey in you know, yep. a Living Color skit. Call it's back true. to a previous episode. It's true. <laughs> All right. So, so what are we doing today? I don't so we're talking, talking about, about Maryland is the state. Mar so the, yeah, yeah. The legend is the Chessy. Sorry, Chessy, the Chesapeake Bay monster, which is like um. So there's Nessie, the Loch Ness monster, but this yep. is like Chessie, the uh, the American Chessie. Loch Ness monster. Yeah, it's like one of the many. I feel like there's a couple different. Oh, I, I, I feel like I was doing research for this, and there was like fourteen that yeah. I read about. But so, I don't know. I just, I just like the name Chessie. It is very close to Nessie, and I kind of enjoy that. It reminds me of Jesse's girl. Okay. Jesse Spano. Jesse Consopolis, and I just like you could just say that like Chessie in place of it, and it'd be fucking high. Hilarious, let's be real. Yep. So, I'm going to give you some of the basics, and then uh, Patrick's going to like dip it low with some of his hot, hot research that he dip did. Dip it low, nice and slow. Yep. Ah, ah, ah. So, Shout out um, to uh, Christina Million, I think, who sings that song. I have no idea. We'll play it. We'll play it at the sure. end. Maybe we won't. All right. Because so, it's not copyrighted. So, so Chessie LaRue here. Um, the sightings for Chessie have... Uh, been around since the 1930s, but really started to pick up steam in the 80s when photographic evidence became more readily available. And we can just, you know, call back to any of the like grainy photos of Bigfoot or, um, you know, the lizard, the famous lizard man photo of him, like, you know, just strolling along the side of the road. Looking like a Power Ranger villain. It's true. Vigilante. So, Chessie is said to resemble a snake and measure about 
30 feet long and is the approximate thickness of a telephone pole. This sounds like something out of the movie Anaconda. Well, once you go thick, you never go stick. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, though, so there haven't been any recorded attacks from Chessie, but a 30 foot snake does not sound like something most people want to run into. No, you don't want to be jet skiing along the Chesapeake Bay one day. And just like jet ski right into his mouth. Oh yeah. Or you're just like on your yacht. You're like your puff daddy and you're hanging out with, um, (laughs) you're like harem. Your harem, did I say it right? Yes. Your harem of like models. Sure. And, I don't know. Whoever a puff daddy hangs out with these days. Yes. Not Jennifer Lopez. Not Jennifer Lopez. So anyway, um, so yeah, like 30 foot snake. I feel like this could just be a large fucking snake. Like this is something out of the movie Anaconda. I mean, like I also really with like... Jennifer Lopez, former uh, gal pal. Yes. <laughs> former fuck buddy of puff daddy, by the way. <laughs> Ice Cube? Is it Ice Cube? Yeah, I think it's Ice Cube. It, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think you're right, No, yeah. I think you're right. And there's also an Anaconda 2. I've never seen it. I I, I think it's called Anacondas. I think there's more than one. It's I pluralized. It's like aliens. Yes. But uh, full disclosure, I've never seen either one of them. What? I know. You've never seen Anaconda. Not even by I, accident. No, I haven't. All right. I haven't. We need to stop this podcast right now. Go into watch- fucking like the... DVD library that iTunes has available and just fucking order this, watch it, and you are gonna fucking love this. This movie is fantastic. It is so fucking bad that it's great. You got fucking Jennifer Lopez, you got Ice Cube, you got the Bolivian jungle, maybe somewhere in the like Amazon. I feel like area. it would have been better with Ice T, but maybe I'm biased. Ah, uh, no, no, but he likes to. He's perfect in SVU because he like does the like. The dumbed down explanation of what's happening. Shout out to Odafin. Fucking love it. But hold on. This was like mid 90s. So this was like the golden age of Ice Cube. So That's true. That's he was true. still like, a thug. Still a was, thug. He was definitely like culturally re- relevant oh, and yeah. like total thug worthy. Yeah. yeah. This was like right, maybe like a year after Friday, the first Friday, not like. The many sequels that yeah, just and the, diminished like, and the, the returns. And then him being like the family man and on vacation in the Are We There Yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is like way before that. So like yeah. I tell you about this now and you're going to be like, no, I don't want to watch this. But this And this is like way before like Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, this was more like I'm still dancing on In Living Color to make some money for rent. <laughs> All right. So I think this was right after In Living Color. She had, I think she had already done Selena. And I think yeah, this is she was like, like starting to become a thing, but wasn't like yeah. a thing. Yeah. And before love didn't cost a thing, yeah. she had to do a lot of uh, bad steps. But yeah. hold on, there's no bad steps in Jennifer Lopez's career. Let's be real. Yeah. I, I mean, all right, Jennifer Lopez corner. Yeah. Just want to just name Jennifer Lopez movies right now. First mm-hmm. one that I can't is a loser. I'm already a loser because I can't. Name a ton of them. Oh, Made in Manhattan. Selena. Uh, the movie we just talked about. Just yeah. say it. Just say it. Uh, Anaconda. Uh, we'll call TV in Living Color. Uh, uh, she was on some uh, Will and Grace episodes. Monster-in-law. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> um, oh, um, the wedding planner. Oh, the Cell, one of my favorite Jennifer Lopez movies. Fucking A. I've never seen that, and it's a freaking, like, Stephen King thing. It's not. Isn't it? No. It's it's a really weird, trippy, early 2000s, like, post... I thought it was based on a Stephen King. I'm pretty sure it is. 
It might be. I don't know. It's I'm pretty sure it is because I'm pretty sure I have the fucking book. All right, you ready for the cell corner? Yeah. The cell corner. All right, give me a hot second to bring it out. <laughs> and I can't Google the cell corner. I have to actually write the cell. Sorry. Sorry, guys. All right. Um... The cell, 2000. Uh, starring an FBI agent persuades a social worker who is adept with a new experimental technology to enter the mind of a comatose serial killer in order to learn where he has hidden his latest kidnap victim. From what I can tell, it is not, it is not a Stephen King movie. You're thinking of the movie Cell, which is about, like, cell phone technology. No, 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 I swear there is... There is a movie, there is a Stephen King book called Cell, and it has, um... I wanted to say Chris Evans, but I feel like it's not Chris Evans. I just thought this was, yeah, whatever. All right, yeah, so you're thinking of the movie Cell, um, which is a... Okay, yeah. Has uh, John Cusack begins a desperate search for his estranged wife and son uh, after a mysterious cell phone signal transformed New England to savage killers. It does not stop okay. Chris Evans. I don't know why I said his name. I was thinking All about... Right. There's another movie about, like... Cell phone technology that Is has that cassette. cellular. It might be cellular. I don't know. There's a lot of movies with the word cell in it. It's true. It's it, true. So I, I was wrong. Like, that isn't the Stephen King. I, I'll. But it's a great movie. Myself. It's a fucking yeah. great movie. So it's like. Um, so it's like Jennifer Lopez gets into this cool, like, hyperbaric chamber type thing. Yeah, I've seen the beginning, I believe. Or, no, I'm sorry. It was on TV and, like, I came in like partway through and I was like, I am so fucking lost. So I like, <laughs> I just discontinued watching it. Um, so. Underrated, underrated movie. It did yeah. not get the love at the box office. I think it probably came out the same year as like, I kind of, well, I said 2000. So I think American Power was 99. But yeah. Maybe, I think the Sixth Sense was even 99. So I don't know. Maybe Unbreakable. I have no idea. I don't know. So anyway. It was overshadowed turn. by something else. That's all I know. So is it my turn now to name. Something. Oh, are we still doing that? I thought I, we were like, I thought I we were done with that bit. Well, whatever. <laughs> Should uh, we get to Chessie? Geely. Oh, <laughs> oh, Geely. Oh, Jersey Girl. Oh, Jersey Girl. Yeah, fuck. Oh, yeah. All fuck right. you. Fuck you. All right, so let's 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 move, move on. on. Let's move no on. No one cares. People, the home audience don't care about fucking Geely and Jersey Girl. Yeah, but you know what they will about care about? Geely. Do you know what they do care about? Chessie. They care about Chessie. I was going to name another Jennifer Lopez movie, but. I don't... We should just move on. Yeah, let's, let's move on. Right. <laughs> That's fucking Sorry. Move on. Sorry, audience at home. I know you're here for uh, the... Jennifer the, Lopez corner. The Jennifer Lopez junction. Oh. Uh, <laughs> choo See, now all I can think of is uh, conjunction, junction, what's your function? And then that automatically goes into that Family Guy spoof of that, which is vagina junction, what's your function? Um... Pussin' out pussy juice. <laughs> um, I believe it's uh, taking in sperm and spitting out babies is what they say. <laughs> All right, well, shout out to uh, Seth MacFarlane, I guess, yes. for coming up with that. Yeah. Or his um, harem of writers. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds so wrong. <laughs> hey, Seth. Oh. Can I write a joke for you? Oh, God. This is getting weird. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to Chessie. Chessie's right. Sorry, Chessie. I mean, we are 20 minutes in, so this is right about the time we start getting to the mystery. So. Yeah, according to our one-star reviews. Yeah. Holla. <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> Come on, Mystery Nation. You can do better than that. Oh. Oh, all right. Sorry. Sorry to, like, break away, but we just want to briefly t talk about... Um, 
We have a Patreon now, so, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 So we totally have a Patreon page. So if you want to actually, like, support <laughs> us um, and, you know, help me get into the same room as Patrick more frequently to yeah. do better recordings and, you know, help us get to places like fucking Mystery Con and shit. Um, go check to it Texas, out. Uh, Alien Con, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so go on our Patreon page. Check it out. Dallas. You can find us there. And you can help support us um, for some really small dollar amounts. Yeah, for and $1. For $1, we will give you a shout-out. Yep. A shout-out on the podcast, which is like... You know what? I would be honored if like one day if like any any podcast... I don't care who the fuck it is. They gave me a shout-out. I feel like an instant celebrity. Let's be real. Let's be yeah. real. Totally. And then for um, $5. $5, we will. What did you put on there? I can't even remember. <laughs> I think we said that we would allow you to like, oh, yeah. join in on one of our online conferences. So, like, we do episodes through the internet because yep. Jill Buck lives in Massachusetts, Alexandria, South Carolina. So, we will allow you to, like, watch us and, like, our inner workings. You can see our, like, quote-unquote deleted scenes yep things that we go whoa we have to cut that out yeah so you get you get to witness like red white mysteries of the rock <laughs> yeah and we're working on other other uh, like incentives so yeah stay tuned folks stay tuned stay to tuned. like just like the uh famous john ritter movie stay tuned yes so chesty larue all right chessie chessie non larue <laughs> All right, so, you know, you talked about him. You said that, you know, he's a sea monster. Said to How live do we know it's a he? All right. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Did I say he? You did. All right, sorry. He's a... Gender neutral. <laughs> sorry, he's Chessie. a gender neutral snake. <laughs> Chessie is a sea monster. Said to live in the midst of the Chesapeake Bay, uh, which is in Maryland, obviously. Uh, yep. Similar to the Loch Ness Monster, which is believed to live in Loch Ness obviously, mm-hmm. and is known as Nessie, obviously. Uh, over the years, there have been many alleged sightings of serpent-like creatures with flippers as parts of its body. And, like, as you said, like, some has said he was, like, 30 feet long. Some accounts say he's 25 feet long. They don't really know because they're just kind of doing, like, a eyeball, like, yeah. Cutting. So a, a lot of the sightings took place in and around 1977 and a lot more in the 1980s with the occasional, like, reports since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Perhaps, perhaps fueled by the paranoia of 1975's Jaws and the weirdness of the 70s. The 70s were a weird time. Let's be real. Like we, everything yep. we talk about always goes back to the 70s for fucking some reason. Yeah, well, you know, drugs, LSD, whatnot. Yeah, so, so you have like the legends of the Bermuda Triangle. People began to really like take notice of May, what may have lurked in the Chesapeake Bay. So like people are just starting to like question things, which is yep. understandable. Understandable. Red-headed hitchhikers were, like, running amok Rem- in the... Bunk- Rem- rambunctious? Yeah, they were running amok in the Bermuda... Uh, <laughs> Bridgewater Triangle, like... <laughs> <laughs> There's a red-headed hitchhiker in the Bermuda... In the sea. All right. I mean, there could be. All right, so... <laughs> Let's be real. Although there are alleged photographs of Chessie, there is no genuine... Yes, genuine evidence of its existence. Speculation to explain sightings has included a mutant eel uh, theory, large river otters, uh, prehistoric uh, zooglodons. All right. You would pronounce that way better than I could. You want to you do a zooglodon corner right now? Yeah, kind of right. do. Yeah. All right. So I said the word zooglodon a second ago. So a zooglodon. You ready for this? You yep. ready? 
Um, AKA. There is no Dana, only Zuglodon. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ghostbusters. Yeah. All right, so Zuglodon is another word for king lizard, is a genus, yes, a genus of prehistoric uh, cetacean that existed during the late Eocene era, which was like 40 to 35 million years ago, maybe. Okay. Uh, uh, the first fossil of the B-cetoids, which is, I guess, what they call the, uh, the Zuglodon, okay. uh, was discovered in the U.S. and was initially, yes, initially believed to be some sort of reptile, uh, hence the suffix saurus. So, like I said, um, I didn't say this a second ago, but acylosaurus, which is, like, another word for Zuglodon. Gotcha. Okay, Zuglodon. Okay, so, sorry. So, but, hold on. But it was later found to be a marine mammal. So, like, they were doing, like, further research into this, and they're like, oh, maybe this is a mammal. Oh. So, renowned, yes, renowned English biologist Richard Owen wished to rename the creature the Zuglodon from the Acylosaurus. Okay. Because, you know, based on all his research. However, per taxonomic rules... The creature's first name remained permanent, uh, so they still call it a Acylosaurus. Mm-hmm. And they have since found fossils in Egypt and Jordan. So, I don't know. I, I guess they thought this was a Zuglodon. Okay. So, all right, so a Zuglodon, it's, it's kind of like a uh, snake-like creature, eelish in a way. Something you would probably see in, like, Jurassic Park that it, like, maybe has, like, arms and legs, okay. kind and it's of. like, swimming around. Yeah, swimming around. them off the boat. Yeah, it's long. It'll probably like, come out of the water and, like, scoop up Christopher <laughs> Pratt, maybe. Yeah. Or uh, um, uh, that Bryce Dallas chick. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, OG, um, like, Sam Neill. Yeah, Sam so, Neill. Yeah, maybe Laura Dern. Shout out to Laura oh, Dern for another yeah. show. Yeah, call us. Call us. We yep. love you. Uh, yeah, Gallup Hal for sure. Went as you to Comic Con last year, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was like kind of like what they might have thinking, like maybe, just maybe the Zuglodon didn't die in the um, the KPG extinction event. Okay, um, you're feeling it. That's like yeah. that's the comet asteroid meteorite that smashed into planet Earth. Or whatever else happened, because I think they still have a few different theories. Yes. Even though I think that one's come back around as the prevalent possibility, there's still other speculations. Yeah. And so, like, the ocean is, let's be real, the ocean is still, like, lo- like greatly unexplored. It goes deep. Mm-hmm. It goes deep. So there could be a lot of things that have been, like, deeply underwater that may have survived some of these extinction events. Hence let's be real. movies about, like, the megalodon yeah. shark Thing, which the is Meg. A, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Statham, but Jason Statham. Yeah, I, and I gotta say, I haven't seen that movie, but I have listened to the podcast, The Flop House, and they did the Meg Ooh. on it. And in the beginning of the, they like introduce the episode, and the guy goes, "On this episode of The Flop House, we discuss the Meg." <laughs> The Meg. And that's all I can think now every time somebody mentions that movie is The Meg. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, man? What is wrong with my brain? 
I, I feel like I've heard like a um like a who charted about the Meg because there was like oh, this, yeah? the weekend the Meg came out it was like top four or something it was like it was a notorious bomb it's like a recent bomb yeah but, all right so all right let's be all right it when sounded do, great let's do Shark Corner real quick Shark Corner yeah give all me right. some Shark Corner all right so I'm a fucking sucker for a shark movie like. Okay. All right. So there's Jaws. Obviously, Jaws. Huge fan of Jaws over here. Yeah. Like, Jaws 2 is even fucking good. I don't think I've ever seen any of the sequels. I've only seen the first one. And I have, like a, I have, like, an emotional connection with it because it's basically, like, you put three of my family members on a boat and let them, like, have at. Um, <laughs> and that's Jaws. That's Jaws. For yeah. Um, seriously, like, I have cousins that have seen this as like, have seen the similarities as well. Um, my dad's father is basically Quint. Um, my mom's father is Chief Brody, and my uncle Skip on my dad's side is <laughs> it's Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> who's who's the kids on the banana boat? Um, nobody. It's just those three characters that are uh, very much like they're they're like my family members because their personalities like mirror my family in that movie. And seeing them like even their looks kind of do, and seeing it like the three of them on the boat and interacting, I'm like. Yeah, yeah, that's what it, what it happened. Right. That's what would have happened. <laughs> right. Before we get to Shark Corner, can we yep. do Jaws Corner? Yeah, let's do some right. Jaws Corner. All right, Jaws Corner. Jaws 1. I, I will, like, defend to the death probably one of the greatest movies ever made. I really enjoy that movie. It, uh, it, has, it has everything. It has, like, attacks, for lack of a better word, every sense. So And it... Takes place on Cape Cod, basically. Yeah, which is like where we grew up, essentially. Yeah, like, close-ish to it. Yeah, we have spent it's, we have spent summers. Was, and well, I, I was it was Amityville, which is not yeah, a real place. Yeah, it's not a real place. It was filmed on and off of Martha's Vineyard, which is like very close offshore for those it's people one who are of not the, it's, geography corner. It's yeah, very it's, close to the it's Cape. one of the Cape's islands. Yeah. So it's you know Cape Cod and the islands. Well, guess what? There's two fucking islands, and that's one of them. Yeah, and that's the better um, island. Better island. I don't know. I've never been to Martha's Vineyard. I've only ever been to Nantucket. Uh, I've only been to, you know what? I've never been to either. Uh, Martha's Vineyard is bigger. All right. But, hold up. Hold, the, the TV show Wings takes place on Nantucket. That's why I always thought Nantucket was better. Gotcha. Okay. I, I can totally see where you're going with that. But, um, however, the greatest movie of all time takes place, or was filmed on, on Martha's Vineyard. Vineyard. And it basically mirrors like the community of Martha's Vineyard and things a like tug that. Of war they of just changed the, they just changed the name of the island for, you know, like protect the innocent or whatever. Oh yeah. Um all right. So, all right, Jaws Corner. The the book Jaws by Peter Benchley is like yep. a shitty ass book. Yep. I don't know. Maybe one day Steven Spielberg just chilling in his I don't know. He he probably was like a poor person then. Mansion. No, he was poor then. When he, like Jaws is like his like first like foray into cinema. Yeah, and you know what? There's a fun fact. Um, so Jaws, uh, one of the last days of filming, the crew was planning on like dumping him into the water at the end of filming. How did he get attacked? And, uh, no, just like as like a, a goof or it's, whatever. It's like pouring like the Gatorade on a coach yeah. after like a and Super Bowl win. Exactly. And he got wind of it, so he just didn't show up to like the last fucking day of filming. You know what? I wouldn't let, either. And let everybody take care of it for him. And it's become a theme in like all of the movies he films. He just doesn't show up for the uh, last day. Oh, he didn't day. show up to the last day of filming of AI? I don't, I'm guessing not. Like it's become Minority a thing. Report. It's become like a thing for him. And all it's right. like, okay, what the fuck? All right, so just Jaws 1, amazing movie. Jaws yep. 2, it brought back some of the same characters. 
not as good. It's it's in, it's enjoyable. It, it has its charms. Yeah. Um, but Jaws three. Alright, we have to talk about Jaws three for a hot minute. Okay, I'll let you do the talking because I've never seen that. All right, so Jaws three takes place at like a Sea World type place in like <laughs> Florida, maybe. Oh my God, is this like uh, the humans got what was coming to them? Because um, that would make it so great. No, not really. Well, maybe. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember like the specific like themes of it, but all I remember is it takes place in like a Sea World type environment. Yeah. And there's like. There's like a little like harbor, and there's the people that do those like acro- like water acrobatics, like those little like jet skiers, and are like they stand on each other's shoulders and yep. stuff, and they do these like fun like aerobatic tricks, and then you know like they're doing like a little like cove, and then like they like ride into like this little area that's like gated, but like the gate opens up, and like while the gate opened up, like a, a shark snuck in, and it wrecked havoc on like a couple of like sea life that lived in the area, but there was this like underwater like tunnel thing like tubes like underground that like people like, okay. like visitors can go through oh yeah like certain aquariums have that where yeah. it's like a glass like tube that you're walking through so you can see shit like swimming over your head and everything yeah so i think this was like the premiere weekend of that this was like the grand opening <laughs> and you had like the greedy like business owners like we're not shutting it down just because like a couple of like dolphins and sea urchins were eaten up or something <laughs> And so he opened it up, and then, like, the, the Jaws, like, creature... Actually, hold on. I think there was two. I think, like, like a, the son, like a, like a baby shark snuck in, and they killed it, and they baby thought it was dead. Baby shark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I think like, the baby shark snuck in, they killed the baby shark, and then, like, Aww. the mommy shark came in. Do, 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 do. Exactly. And then, like... Swim away. <laughs> it, like, crashed into, like, the tubes. Like, the tubes, like, cracked open. And there were, like, yeah. people, like, trapped. And some people died. And then they end up, like... Someone, like, threw, like, dynamite or something into the shark. And it blew up. And it was in 3D. So you had those, like, cheesy, like, uh, 1984-ish... Like, explosion effects that yes. are, like, come out of the movie. So that was Jaws 3. But then... But then... Are you ready for Jaws 4? Yeah. Jaws 4 is a fucking beast upon its own. So, like, all right. So you have, like, it, it starts to relate back to characters from, like, the first Jaws movie. So you have, like, I think it was, like, the wife of the guy from Jaws 1. Okay. Um, like, the husband's dead now, and she's, like, worried about sharks. Her, like, her son was, like, maybe, like, a teenager or, like, young in the first movie, but now he's, like, 20th. 20th. Yeah, he was, like, um, preteen. Yeah, so, like, now he's, like, in his Her 20s. Her oldest son, because they had two kids. Yeah, so, like, now he's, like, in his 20s, and he's, like, a marine biologist or something. Shocking. Yeah, and <laughs> she's, like, really concerned about him being in the ocean. Yeah. So. Because uh, she's taken over her husband's paranoia about the ocean. Oh, yeah, so it's, like, Amityville, and he gets attacked by a fucking shark and dies. Yeah, <laughs> So she's, like, that's it. I'm fucking leaving Amityville, and she moves to, like, Bermuda, maybe. Somewhere, like, somewhere south. I gotta make a correction. It's not Amityville. That's the horror. No. It's Am- just Amity. Oh. Amity <laughs> means friendship. Okay. So she leaves Amity, Nonville. Yeah. Goes to, like, <laughs> I want to say, like, Bermuda. Somewhere in, like, the Caribbean, and she, like, Where has there's a- more sharks. Well... There's this whole thing where, like, someone tells her, like, like shark attacks are rare in this place. Okay. So, she goes... I'm guessing I, there's I, a lack of seals, then. <laughs> I, I don't I don't fucking know. It's a fucking <laughs> ridiculous movie. So, she, like, goes to this place. It's way down in, like, the Caribbean somewhere. Yeah. And she's, like, paranoid about the water because her, like, her husband and her son have been fucking killed by sharks. Yeah. 
and everyone thinks she's fucking crazy. And like she has like weird like alright, so she like will like go into the water and she'll have like a premonition of like oh. a shark attack. And so she like falls in love with this like one it's Michael Caine. Michael Caine is in this fucking movie. Motherfucker what? Yeah, so she like falls in love with Michael Caine and like the shark like like somehow knows that she has like moved to this place. So the shark like goes down the entire fucking east coast. It's got like a vengeance yes. or whatever to pick yeah. with her. It's, it's like I'm coming after you because your husband killed my great granddaddy. Yeah. Like, All right. So this movie's actually called Jaws: The Revenge, and we we end up um, learning like at the end of it that it's like an offspring of like the original Jaws. The original Jaws. Shark. It, Bruce. <laughs> it's in, it's a descendant of Bruce the shark. It's fucking great. It's, it, this is like it, it is the shittiest movie ever made, but it's just <laughs> you just have to watch it. I, I watched it like Halloween weekend a few months ago. Oh, that's awesome! And I was like, oh god, this is this is the shittiest movie, but it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's fucking like the. Oh. I, I don't know. I don't know if it has to do with Chessy, but. <laughs> well, because we were talking about like prehistoric. Um, well, we're know, talking about shark movies, and somehow we did Jaws Corner. Well, because we did, we, we were talking about Chessie being linked to being a potential like prehistoric. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Water and monster, Meg, and we Meg. were talking about the Meg, and then we got into Jaws Corner because the Meg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I was going to talk about other fun shark movies, but I feel like we like used we, up the yeah, time. Yeah, we we <laughs> do. We delved into some weird ass shit there for a minute. Uh, Deep Blue Sea? Is that? Oh, yeah. They totally referenced Deep Blue Sea, I feel like, in the Meg episode of The Flophouse. Uh, the movie with Blake Lively, The Shallows, is oh. fucking great. I don't think I knew that existed. I own it. We could probably watch it after we record, and well, you're going to be, like, yeah. amazed. But we're just going to sleep because it's, like, 2 a.m. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of how we roll. <laughs> and there's a movie um, with Mandy Moore, I forget what it's called, but she's, like, trapped in one of those, like, shark cages. Oh, that like fell, yep. got unattached from the boat and it fell under. Oh, they have that in Jaws too. Yeah, well, um, just picture Mandy Moore, who's <laughs> like a fun, a fun actress. Who? What you think? Uh, Richard Dreyfus isn't fun. <laughs> All right, fuck Mary kill Richard Dreyfus, Ma- Mandy Moore. Obviously, we're gonna fuck Mandy Moore. Who's gonna Who's gonna fuck Richard Dreyfus? Well, I mean, okay. Besides what, his wife. What What era Richard Dreyfus like? Richard Dreyfus today? No, Richard Dreyfus like back when he filmed Jaws, like he was a decent looking man. Uh, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy Moore, any era, any era, Mandy. All right, Moore. she is pretty hot. I'll yeah. give you that. I'd oh, yeah. probably fuck her. So you too. can scissor the fuck out of her all night, just like like the like the blonde like the blonde waitress tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had a blonde waitress tonight with tattoos. Who was a horrible waitress, by the way? Um, horrible she waitress. Was the, like, it looked like she was the waitress for the entire fucking bar. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it was a pretty decent sized bar. Like, it, it, she was like running around all over the place. I feel like she was doing her best. I give her a lot of credit. All right, so we she ordered. She had the work cut out for her. We ordered a Yingling for myself. You ordered a Captain and Coke, and we ordered food, and we took like an hour and a half to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? She was like, it wasn't like she was ignoring us. Like she was like not standing around doing nothing. She was running from place to place, getting drinks and food for people. So in layman's terms, in layman's terms, Jill wanted to scissor her. <laughs> <laughs> she was very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> eh, 
Apparently, I don't pay for blondes. It's not only gentlemen that prefer blondes. (laughs) It's also, uh, like, red-haired, dyed (laughs) red-haired. Yeah. With brown roots. Candle makers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So should we get back to Chessie? It's been like an hour already. Yeah, let's let's get into Chessie. All right, sightings. You want to do sight? Let's just go into fucking sightings. Let's well, do it. Wait, wait, um, you had something else on here, uh, didn't you? Something about a manatee. Oh, um, so also potentially uh, South American anacondas escaping from the 18th and 19th century sailing ships. And uh, at least one report of the monster has been identified as a visited manatee, which we'll which get to. Which makes me. Feels so great. I freaking love manatees. They're great. <laughs> All right, so let's get to sightings. You ready for okay. sightings? Okay, Zuglodon Corner. All right, so the earliest... Oh, I like that. We should get a theme song for that. <laughs> Insert theme song. All right, the earliest reporting sighting of a Chessie-like creature may have been from a military helicopter flying over Bush River. Ooh, that sounds sexy, Jill. It's because it's got the word bush in it. Yeah. In 1936. So they had helicopters in 1936. Who knew? Yep. Who knew? Everybody, apparently, yeah, so, knew that. So I have a quote from the pilot, the, okay. the crew, or the, whoever. Uh, Something reptilian and unknown was in the water. Very, very dark. So, according to Matt Lake and Weird Maryland, like a series of books, which he yep. does for like every state. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have like Weird Massachusetts. Oh, we do. But... I've read it. It's yeah. Great. Uh, well, no, like my family personally has it. <laughs> has well, you're just Weird Massachusetts anyway. Yeah, <laughs> like, we are totally Weird Massachusetts. <laughs> so, two perch fishermen, uh, Francis Clarman and Edward J. Warren, and Ward. 19- Ward, I'm sorry, you know I'm blind. <laughs> yeah, like Bert Ward, like Robin. <laughs> so in 1943, spotted something in the water near Baltimore. All right, cold corner, corner. Cold corner. Yep. Do you want to do it? Or do you want me to do it? Oh, I'll let you do it because I like your voices. All right. Uh, so who's doing the code? So this is a code from uh... somebody you didn't cite. All right. So <clears throat> we know it's 1943. Mm-hmm. It's probably not Bert Ward, but Ed, we'll say Edward J. Ward. Why not? Okay, sure. Right. Hello, I'm Edward J. Ward. I'm from uh, Chesapeake Bay area. I'm just uh, you know, a, a fisherman or a perch fisherman. Just perching on my dock. <laughs> sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the uh, tide float away. Mm. To quote the uh, future Otis Redden, maybe? Yep. So the thing, yes, the thing was about 75 yards. At right angles from our boat. At first, it looked like something floating on the water. It was black. And the the part of it that was out of the water seemed like maybe 12 feet long. I don't know. I didn't have a ruler with me, but guesstimate. Yes, I hate that word, but guesstimate. Uh, it, has, it has a head about as big as a football. Which is not that big, let's be real. Like no, a football is tiny. Like a Nerf ball? Not invented yet, but a Nerf ball? <laughs> and it was shaped somewhat like a horse's head? Yeah, that's a weird, vague description, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 1943. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> uh, so it turned around several times. Almost all the way around. Future Linda Blair style, maybe? If you know that, if you know who she is, these people in 1943 don't, but 
future generations will love her. Oh, they will. They will. And one day she will become Gina Davis. Spoiler alert for the Exorcist TV series on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> So, in 1978, witnesses claimed to have seen Chessie near Southern Maryland's uh, Calvert Cliff State Park and in the Potomac River. You may know that from history. In Westmoreland County, Virginia. So, a sketch of an unknown sea creature drawn by boater Trudy Guthrie. Hold on. Trudy, a lady? A lady fucking boater? What? In 19- yeah, we can do that shit. Deal with it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This was published in the Evening Sun in September 1980. So this is like post like Peggy Olson um, revolution. <laughs> it was later identified as a manatee from Florida. Yes, we teased it a few minutes ago. Uh, manatees are occasionally sighted in the area. Unlike the reports of a serpentine creature, manatees create a smooth footprint as they move rather than an undulating from side to side. So like you think of that like who like the yeah, the serpentine fashion, the like yeah, okay. slithery snake like movement. Yeah, if you, so if you study the water, you'll know. So in nineteen eighty two, Robert and Karen Faru supposedly videotaped Chessie near Kent Island. Uh, their video shows a a br- excuse me, a burp. A brownish object moving side to side, just as they're described, uh, like an aquatic snake. Uh, the video gained traction in the Smithsonian, yes, the Smithsonian itself, uh, even held a mini symposium on Chessie. Uh, they concluded that the video, along with a previously unreleased image by a local woman, yes, another woman, uh, proved that something was alive, yes, alive, staying alive. Ah! Staying alive, staying alive. Yes, within the Chesapeake Bay. That was good. That was good. Yeah, we had some nice <laughs> harmony. <laughs> yeah, we really did. We were like very cohesive on that. <laughs> but what was it though? What did they find in the Chesapeake Bay? They could not determine. Yes, spoiler alert. <laughs> All right. So we have I, another quote coming up. Yeah, quote by Bob Frew, who we just talked about a few minutes ago, who uh, filmed this in 1982. So yeah, that, like that shitty 1982 technology. Yep. All right. So I'm trying to like Bob Frew. It's 1982. He's got some blurry fo- footage of like Bigfoot, and he's got some even blurrier footage of Chessie now. All right. All right. So I feel like he. All right. Bob Frew. Let's try to like paint the picture of Bob Frew. Like Bob. What you, Hey, my name's Bab. Bab. Bab Frew. <laughs> Not Babaran by the Beach Boys, but Bab Frew. <laughs> bab, Bab, Bab. Yeah. Babaran. I picture him being maybe wearing blue blockers. Okay. Alright, it's just like one of those bright days on yeah. the Chessy on the Chessy Bay. Chesty LaRue Bay. Yeah, he's on his boat. What's the name of his boat? Let's let's give a name to the boat. The LaRue. Who's <laughs> the LaRue? <laughs> Bob and Karen. Is it Karen? I think so, yeah. yeah Bob and Karen just on on the Chessie. They heard they heard about the stories. They brought their they had a camcorder with them. Oh, it's probably one of those ones you have to like reel the film. You have to like yeah. reel it. So alright. So Bob. 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 Alright. A telephone pole. That swims like, not like a snake, not like a snake at all, but there were four, five, six of us here? 
We all saw it. We all saw it. He doesn't even know how many people were with him. Like, what the fuck? Get your shit together, Bob. You know what? It was probably like a party. It was like a, like... They were drinking heavily. Yeah, there was like like side boats coming up. Like like a side... Menage seis. (laughs) (laughs) Siete seis. Uno, dos, tres, catorce. Ugh. God, learn to count, Bono. (laughs) (laughs) It went around the other side of the island. So it must have been near an island, I guess. Mm -hmm. Up in the rocks? To a place called Cloverfield. Wait, Cloverfield? <sighs> All right. This is totally like a fucking alien or something from another dimension out of the sea. Like, um, Did he just say Cloverfield? He totally said Cloverfield. Like, this is going to be terrorizing New York in no time. The 2008 found footage monster film directed by Matt Reeves, written by Drew Goddard, and produced by J.J. Abrams, Cloverfield? Yeah, that's About- where I'm going with this motherfucker. About a massive Keiju-like monster, probably, probably from outer space, as you just said, or possibly remnants from a prehistoric age that has invaded NYC? Yeah. Wait. Have you, oh my God, have you seen the Cloverfield Paradox on uh, The one that takes place in space? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. It totally is like a freaking origin story. They for like Chessie? Rip, they like, well, for the Cloverfield monsters, so <laughs> AKA, apparently Chessie, according to like fucking Bab, um, yeah, that, like... I know, fuck you, Bob, we're not gonna face your quote, because <laughs> Cloverfield... Like, it really fucking, like... Usurps. It, 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 um, like, alludes to the fact that they just ripped over... Ripped open into another dimension. Like, that's, like... Spoilers, but, like, holy shit. Fucking wild, man. All right, fucking so... Fucking wild. Cloverfield story. So the first movie, Cloverfield, is a fun footage movie. Then there was a sequel with John Goodman. Which wasn't technically originally supposed to be a um, sequel. Like, oh. it was a separate movie, and then they decided to make it Cloverfield Lane and, like, link it in with... Along with the Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. Yeah, so they, like... All right, so... Allegedly... Allegedly, we're going to get, like, a formal Cloverfield sequel. <gasps> we are? Supposedly, with, oh my God. supposedly 2020. Yep. Oh, my God. That's so fucking awesome. Because the par- the Cloverfield paradox on Netflix was fucking amazing. I got to say, it was awesome. It was like a weird, like, Star Trek reject type movie. Yeah, but it That was had a Cloverfield so... monster at the end. <laughs> well, I, I enjoyed how it was kind of... It was almost like it was like an origin story for the Cloverfield monster. And I really enjoyed that. And that was just... Fucking amazing. And I love Clover. The original Cloverfield is fucking great. Great movie. It's amazing. Great. It's so stressful to watch, but oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> There's so many like jump scares and just like, it's tense. It is fucking intense. It is sex while camping. Fucking intense. So do you think uh, Chessie is like a little like little maybe ale like, that came off Cloverfield? Or maybe it's like baby Cloverfield monster. Oh, like the or like so. It's like baby, baby. He's growing. Yeah. He's a growing. And then he like comes up on land and starts terrorizing New York. So it's like 1970s when they first started seeing sightings. So he's probably like an adult now. So one day we're just gonna be chilling. We're gonna be Mm -hmm. down at the Statue of Liberty, maybe marveling its beauty. Then all of a sudden, old Chessie will just jump out, maybe bite off its head, old Liberty's head, and then just come for us. Fucking yeah. As we're, I don't know, drinking in, at, like, at, a, at a cool bar. At yeah. At a cool like, Oceanside bar. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, high five, high five as we go out. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Good sound effect. All right. Um, so do you want to finish out Bab's quote? Yeah, we got one more. We got one more sentence. Uh, so after... Uh, it went around the other side of the island, up in the rocks, to a place called Cloverfield, and... 
a commercial artist there sketched it, and it was exactly to the T. Yes, exactly what we saw on Film Girl. Ba-boom. Ba-bub. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, another notable sighting of the Beast was in 1997, <laughs> off the shore of... F- what? I'm sorry. I started reading your notes, and you would totally go off on a tangent in your fucking notes about Cloverfield. That's so awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, we, we already did it. Already... I know, but I didn't read that ahead of time, which makes it so great. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh my god. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry, fans of the show. Give us Sorry, g- Mystery Nation. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so another notable set on the beast was in 1987. Off the shore of Fort Smallwood Park, very close to shore. This was considered a big sighting at the time. However, I could not find any further data that could be found like about the selection sightings. So I couldn't find anything like specific. Okay. All right, so the most recent uh, reported sighting occurred on April 5th, 2014 at 1.40 a.m. So it's like late night, girl, which is like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Uh, So while parked on the side of Arundel Beach Road, directly next to the Magathi River, uh, when the tide was really high, just like uh, Blondie said, (laughs) uh, a... Maryland resident and his friend reportedly saw Chessie less than five feet away from his car. Ooh. He described it as a snake-like creature, 25 to 30 feet in length, without fins, topped with a slender football-shaped head, coming back to earlier reports, Yep. Uh, and black in color, although he could not distinguish between having scales or leathery skin because of the time of night, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the creature did not rise out of the water, but the head and tail end just breached the surface of the water as it moved with a serpentine motion. Mm. It's just like a cool, like... Slithery. Like, descriptive word. Yeah. I, like it. I, I need to remember that's like, if I've ever read a book. <laughs> uh, the witness first questioned himself if it was two separate animals traveling behind one another, but soon realized that it was one creature because of the pattern it created on the watery surface. There are no known snakes in Maryland that get anywhere close to 25 feet in length. Uh, they obviously haven't seen an anaconda, but... Yeah, or um, like Lake Placid, which took place in Maine. and New York. No. Lake Placid's in New York, girl. That's where the real Lake Placid is. The movie took place in Maine. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Um, Lake Placid doesn't take place on Lake Placid. Okay. They reference Lake Placid in it. It's actually Black Lake, and they actually mention they wanted to call it Lake Placid, but that name was already taken. Conti Jill Corner. Oh, (laughs) my God. All right, so although no photo was obtained because the witness was so busy... Trying to uh, figure out what was going on. Uh, he did not think to take a cell phone picture, but the witness was so moved he called the Maryland Department of Natural Resources. Like, how the fuck do you know that? Like, how do you know what to call them? <laughs> um, it's pretty prevalent. I gotta say, that's usually the place that everybody recommends to call. They're usually um, the division of like wildlife services and things like that. Um, they usually link up with animal control and stuff like that. Okay, so Jill, Jill Buck, since you're like living with a scientist, do you want to <laughs> do some? Uh, do you want to do some health of the Chesapeake Bay corner? 
Um, I think you should read us some fun facts about the health of Chesapeake Bay. I can definitely do that. Um, So, uh, (laughs) health of the Chesapeake Bay here. Um, Humans began measurably and negatively impacting water quality in the Chesapeake Bay in the first half of the 19th century. Not really that shocking. Um, According to a study of Eastern Oysters. Yes. That's a tongue twister right there. Ooh. (laughs) So the work um, published in Scientific Reports shows pollution's effects uh, show pollution's effects on um, oysters. Pollution's effect appears a bit earlier than previously thought, but it generally confirms increasing uh, deforestation and industrialization around uh, the bay led to water quality issues before the Civil War. Holy fuck. Yeah, so um, man, way man, back, man fuck world. Uh, which has been shown by other studies with different testing methods. I, I feel like this would really be in the scientist's wheelhouse because he does... Like he, he he's works a chemist. In, yeah, he's a chemist. And he works in a lab that does like water and soil sampling and testing. Ooh. So this yeah. is his wheelhouse. This that's, is why, totally that's why I wanted wheel- you to uh, come onto this corner. This is totally his wheelhouse. Um, the study shows using um, oyster shells from archaeological sites is an effective way to measure the environmental impacts of waste input on estuaries, particularly levels of nitrogen that impact the oyster's shell chemistry as it feeds from nutrients in the water, according to the paper. Um, so, though nitrogen is necessary for life and a healthy part of a coastal of coastal waterways, too much nitrogen changes the ecosystem. Yeah. Um, so, this is actually pretty prevalent. You see it a lot... Um, with uh, waterways near like homes where they're using like commercial fertilizers and things like that because they tend to have a higher content of nitrogen. Yeah, and you have it a lot here in South Carolina because we yeah. have the international waterway and we have a lot of like hot, like sexy, rich people type homes along yep. it. And you know, like they want like the greenest, the yeah. greenest lawn, so they just throw in fucking shit, they spray and stuff. Yeah, and it's and that a just lot of seeps. it. Is, yeah, it's seeps. a lot of it's nitrogen based and it does, it washes off like. The runoff from like rain and everything, it washes it into waterways, and you have this like boom of nitrogen, um, nitrogen into the ecosystem, which in- and it spreads. It'll it, just it, go like the direction well, of the waterway. Yeah, and it creates. It, it tends to feed into the like algae population, so there tends to be like a higher growth rate of like different algaes, which blocks out the sun. So other plant life that's at the bottom of the waterway that begins to die off begins to die off which would naturally like um you know create oxygen in the water for say fish and and other creatures so so as i was like the reason why i wanted to bring this up is you're talking about all this so like the chemistry of the water is changing yes so which could potentially lead to like mutation maybe potentially yeah so um Found in human and animal waste, increasing amounts of nitrogen began to wash into the bay as the mid-Atlantic region transformed through European settlers. So, like, so, like hundreds of years of this. So, like, yeah. we, we, all right, so... So, even, like, early fertilizers, like, they were using, like, cow manure and shit like that. <laughs> Literal shit like that. Um, and that <laughs> is high in nitrogen, and that causes a big part of the problem. Also, not just, like, fertilizers and things like that, but also farming... Yeah, you so, have runoff from farming. So, all right. So, you know, like the land was not very heavily populated. We had kind of like the 
the exploration age was like, you know, we had yep. like the new age of America. People came over from England. They settled. People moved along the coast. It really expanded. The population blew up. We had some industrialization happen. Oh, yeah, like factories were being built. So that's a lot of other runoff that's like just toxic shit. Yeah, toxic shit just flowing into these waterways. And, you know, these these are fast-moving waterways. So, like, water is just going yeah, so it's, towards the ocean. It's spreading a lot in a short amount of time. So, like, not like, you know, you're going you're gonna to have sea creatures that will die off because they can't handle this. But you might also have some, like, slight... Meat. Nature finds a way. Yeah, nature finds a way. So you know, to like, quote one of our you know boy toys of yeah. the show. <laughs> so right. we we talked about earlier, like you know, they they said maybe it was a mutant ale, which it's possible. Like right. maybe the male, the male, the ale mutated. <laughs> the male. <laughs> <laughs> the ale mutated as a result of like high nitrogen in growing in the water, mm-hmm. and like you always hear of like you know like there's it like adapted. dead spots. Like you have dead spots. Like things have mm-hmm. to things change. The ecosystem changes. Yeah, it adapts to survive. Yeah. So life. Uh, uh, finds a way, right? Yes, life finds a way. So I really want to talk about what, like, all right, so we say, what does, like, all this have to do with Chessie? So Mm -hmm. I think following the, we talked about this earlier, the Smithsonian Symposium in 1985. Mm -hmm. So they enacted a state law that was proposed to protect Chessie. Chessie, not Chasey. Yeah. I'm thinking of Chasey Lane, the Bloodhog Egg song. Okay. So Chessie. So like, they're like, we don't know if Chessie is real or not, but if he or she is, we want to protect him or her. Mm-hmm. Because it, it just kind of like, it spurred environmental awareness uh, in the, not only like the Chesapeake Bay area, but just like worldwide. Like mm-hmm. we're just like, you know what? Starting to get more awareness of it yeah, and like, like how we're impacting the environment. And... We are human beings. We are shitty people. We yes. have like, we have industrialized the planet. Um, we just, we're, we're like a wasteful being. I yeah, we are. We're like destroying everything. Let's be real. Yeah. So like new creatures are being born out of like the new chemicals that are introduced. Things are being mutated. So like, yeah, so, all right. So maybe plastic and everything. <laughs> so maybe a mutant ale is, it's not out of the realm of possibility. So there might be like a few, maybe like two or three floating around mm-hmm. and we just, you know, it's, it's the same chessy to us. Cause yeah. And eventually they're going to become, you know, Kevin Costner in Waterworld. Yeah. <laughs> So, so since then, uh, Chessie has become an environmental icon for the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, it was used by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service for its educational coloring book in 1986. Uh, and then it like, also became a symbol for environmental advocacy in Maryland, illustrations of the monster in newspapers and governmental publications. It's just, they, they use it like in literature and stuff, just saying, hey, like, let's protect the environment. Let's protect these, like waterways and everything which i gotta say in all honesty whether chessie is real or not it seems like it's having a positive impact because it's being used in a positive manner to raise awareness for um you know the ecosystem and the impact we're having on it and like promote just um awareness and environmental um health and we never like we never heard of like a like a chessie attack 
Right, exactly. It's not like there's like movies being made about like this monster that's attacking people and because of it people are just like randomly going out and killing snakes. Chessy. Yeah, like I mean the Loch Ness monster Chessy Spano. <laughs> the Oh, Truman got upset about that. Um the Loch Ness monster and everything is like the the famous, you know, water monster yeah. whatever, but I I feel like there's not a lot of good that comes out of that. It's not like you know, it's just like pop culture. This, it seems like the, people are, are turning it around and using this possibly real, possibly fictitious creature as a, a way to promote a, a bettering of the... A better tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a bettering of like how... I believe the children of the future. <laughs> Of how the of how us humans are impacting the planet and raising awareness, so I think that's a good thing. Whether this thing is real or not, I feel like it, that doesn't matter because it's it could be having a good impact. All right, um, one out of five on the believability scale. I'm gonna give Chessie a four. Okay. I, I you know what I think. Like there there might not be a Chessie. I think there's like a breed of Chessies. Mm-hmm. That have just like reproduced over the years, but like probably like one or two at a time. Mm-hmm. Not enough for like concrete evidence. Now, are you thinking like Chessie as like just a, a slightly mutated somehow like eel or yeah. snake or something like that? Yeah, Chessie is a gigantic sized something. Snake. We'll say eel. it. We'll say it. Something eel. that's like normal that we see. It's just a, a larger version. Yeah, of like, it. Like embiggened. Embiggened, is that where <laughs> in enlarged? I like embiggened. You do like embiggened. You've used it like more than once referring to what you're doing to the text so that you can read it. Yes. Alright, so yeah, so I think so I think Chessie I think Chessie is like a new breed that we haven't quite like zeroed in on and officially identified. Like I think mm-hmm. it's like as I said, like the mutant ale theory, I think is real. The things we throw into the Chesapeake Bay, and from what I've done on my research, like the Chesapeake Bay is like one of the most polluted waterways in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And it, it 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 was a waterway that really started the pollution in like the Civil War days, even pre-Civil War days when the Industrial like Revolution began, like taking foot. Yeah, and just like over a hundred years of like shitty humanness. And then it was like the 1980s were like, well, maybe we should do something. But like it, it's it's slowly changed. And, I, and yeah. I feel like there's still probably not enough to do to like change that. So I, there, I feel like there's a Chessie out there. It's our fault. We created Chessie. And it's it's found a way to reproduce, maybe. I mean, yeah. like that's kind of how evolution works. <laughs> yeah. So. Like it's, it's just a it, – it, it's a – um, you know, a snake or an eel with a slightly different trait from the others, and it breeds with snakes or eels, whatever it is, and then has babies that are also have that trait that go on to breed with others, and, and that trait becomes prevalent because it has some type of benefit. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how evolution works. Like, but another part of me. So I do believe in the Zuglodon theory too because I feel like part of me still feels like the ocean is like largely unexplored. 
oh yeah, there's a lot that we don't know about the ocean. It's similar to space. There's a lot we don't know about it. So like, well, it's hard to explore the ocean because of the pressure and things like that that come up. So when a lot of like the extinction events took place, you know, like I believe a lot of the land dwelling creatures. Unfortunately, did not survive, but, you know, maybe a large number of the underwater dwelling creatures did survive. Like, it might not have had the impact, especially in the, the like, really deep waters of the ocean. Oh, yeah. Like, like even, like, in the remote, like, all right, so you got, so even, like, they always say, like, oh, if, like, a comet crosses the Pacific Ocean, it'll affect, like, all the land. Mm-hmm. However, you may have, like, creatures, like, all the opposite like the exact opposite side of the world underwater mm-hmm. like the atlantic ocean so to say indian ocean maybe who knows who knows mm-hmm. that may like they may have been like deep enough like things didn't affect them as much and they're so like they're creatures that usually just like live off land right well far like- far away from land and then like at some point in time you know like they still breed and stuff and then, like mm-hmm. you might have like one or two that just kind of like like escape Mm-hmm. And they they find themselves like close to shore, maybe so like you know they could be lingering around places like Chesapeake Bay. Okay. So you might have like maybe it's like this one creature over like a twenty year period. We don't know their lifespans and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know we we see these creatures, but like there could be like many more like way out to sea that we never know about. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know, part of me do, does believe in that. So all right. So one of the things that I enjoy about this that we didn't really mention, and it's not necessarily like relevant as far as history or if this is actually real, but there is a statue of the Chesapeake monster um, that advertises the entrance to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Baltimore. Yes. (laughs) And I fucking love that. That just makes me so happy. And there's Alcohol Corner, uh, the Cambridge, Maryland um, based uh, brewing company, um, RAR Brewing, features Chessie on many of their like bear cans. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. They're like little mascot for the area. Yeah, plus the name is Chessie. Yeah, know. like really. It's kind of awesome. I know. I, I think I texted you, like, we're going to do an episode about Chessie, and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? And like, <laughs> you're like, what is this about? I'm like, no, no, just keep reading. Just keep reading, girl. Yeah, like, it was, Oh, okay. Yeah. It makes sense. Yep. So, I don't know. Like, that's why I give this a four on the Blue Blue scale. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, like, slightly above the curve. You know, I kind of agree with that. Um, I, I totally see your argument there. Um, the skeptic in me wants to say, well, this could all just be bullshit, just like Nessie and whatever. But I feel like, you know, this one has a little bit more viable credit um, because, you know, it's an area that is like linked in with the ocean. So there is potential for, you know, sea creatures to just swim in. There's a greatness. There's a greatness to the ocean. Yeah, exactly. And like we... You did bring up a good point. There are things that we just don't know about what's out there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can totally get on board with the um, the four rating. <laughs> yeah. So, shout out to four. Yeah. On a four, but hold on. There is one thing, one thing I didn't consider. I think I might know where you're going with this. I mean, nitrogen levels can change in the ocean. But I think there's other factors. You think there's other chemicals that could be um, a contributing factor other than nitrogen? 
Yeah, there could be things dripping into the ocean that we don't know about. Like raining down from the skies. Yes, like a terror above us. Ma manufactured by man, by the way. Okay. Okay, and that could have caused some like serious, like rapid um, mutation. Oh yeah, like think of like think of think of the X Men. Okay. So to say. I was I was kind of thinking like the guy that falls into the fucking um, <laughs> the toxic waste in RoboCop. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. My name is What is your name? <laughs> that movie, that scene in that movie haunted me when I was a kid. Alright. Before we get into Chemtrails, true story. <laughs> yep. I, I still love the fact today, to this very day, that like a Robocop hard R, like a hard rated R movie, mm -hmm. and yet like a year or two later, it somehow became like marketed to children, like in like cartoon form yeah, with like toy, a toy line. I know, right? <sighs> you know though, like I saw that when I was a kid. Oh yeah, oh, yeah cause yeah. I was like Robocop and it was a cartoon. I was like, yeah, well I guess you can see Robocop. Yeah. And I was watching. There's some like horrifying things <laughs> in that movie. And then like when the actual like a Robocop guy gets Tom Weller gets like shot, I was like, oh, Whoa. like right first thing in the beginning of the movie. The yeah. first like 15 minutes. Yeah, gets, like, and it's brutal. Fucking brutal. You know what? So like maybe like a year or two ago, like I haven't seen Robocop in a long, like the original Robocop in a long time. And I was like, mm -hmm. you know what? They kept, remember they came up with like a remake? Yeah, I haven't seen the remake. I haven't seen it either. I was just like, ah, I feel like I need to boycott that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to watch the original Robocop. So like, I like threw it on. It's been a while since I've seen it. And I remembered, I was like, I remember this was like a really brutal scene, like at the beginning of the movie. And then I saw the scene. I had to stop the movie and I was like, I can't fucking watch the rest of this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> I believe it's one that I actually own on DVD and Ooh. I've watched it multiple times as an adult. And I gotta say, like, I don't know how old I was the first time I saw this. Oh, it's definitely like eight or ten when I saw it. Yeah, I was pretty young. And I'm like, I remember my first rated R movie being My Cousin Vinny, but now I'm kind of wondering, I'm like, how the fuck old was I when I first watched Robocop with my dad? Because I feel like I probably saw that before I saw My Cousin Vinny. And yet my mother was concerned about me watching Jurassic Park because she thought it would give me nightmares and she didn't want me to watch it with the rest of the family. So the late 80s... And yet I have a theory my dad is like letting me watch this movie with somebody getting brutally like graphically shot in the first 15 minutes and then a guy falling into toxic waste and becoming this like monster. <laughs> so the late 80s, early 90s was like a a weird time of like American cinema. Yeah. So it was just like the way movies are promoted. So like Terminated 2, which is like a pretty violent movie in itself, mm -hmm. was also kind of like marketed as a kid movie because you had like, I remember being in like fourth grade and buying, like I wanted a Terminator 2 like backpack. Yeah. And I had like Terminator 2 toys, like Terminator 2 lunchbox. Yeah. Like, and I gotta say, I watched Terminator 2. I saw that before I saw the first one. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't even know Terminator existed. And it was like Terminator 2 yeah. Judgment Day. And I was like, whoa, this is a cool movie. Let's see the first one. Yeah. And the first one was like wildly different. And I was it like, was. Whoa. Well, I remember watching Terminator 2. And I had seen it like a couple of times. And then I remember my dad saying something like, well, in the first one, he's a bad guy. And I was like, 
what? There's another one of these that came beforehand and he's a bad guy? I don't think that's even possible. You know it's called Terminator 2. Well, I just thought it was called Terminator 2. It's like step up to the streets. See, this is this is the thing. Like, I didn't necessarily know the names of the movies. Oh, like, you just, you're just like, oh, Terry, Terry, Terry. Well, like, just... I didn't really know the names. It was just like, hey, that one with that guy who's like a robot. Like, <laughs> just Yo, like. Yo, Foster Pirates are dead. Yeah, like, I didn't know I'm the name sorry, of Logan's Run. I'm sorry, that Maria. <laughs> we had oh, yeah. to bring it in. Like, Logan's Run is a dark fucking movie. Yeah, and I saw that when I was, like, really young. And you know what? I gotta say, nobody else my age had fucking seen that movie. And I, movie. for the longest time, I thought maybe I had dreamed it because one of the only things I could remember from the movie, aside from the guy living in Congress with all the cats, um, was <laughs> the scene when they finally escape the city and they're swimming in the pond and they notice that the crystals in their palms are clear. That was like one of the only things I remembered from the movie because I saw it when I was so young. And for the longest time, I thought maybe I had just dreamed this whole thing and it wasn't actually a movie. And when I was like a senior in high school, I saw it on sci-fi and I was was so excited. I was like, oh my God, it does exist. (laughs) Other, Other like wild movies like Dawn of the Dead. Like the like the zombie movie at the mall. Yeah. Wild like wild movie. And I saw that when I was like eight years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, child's play movies. See, I never saw that one when I was young. Oh, I went. Uh, all right. So all right. So horror movies that I watched when I was young. So Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth. But like, they were kind of like comedic in a way. Yeah. Well, kind of they weird. were meant to be. But I never. I wasn't. I never really watched the horror movies. It was always the sci-fi and the fantasy that okay. were also dark as fuck. Like Terminator 2 and shit like that. Like in RoboCop. Like cuz that's the type of shit my dad likes. He doesn't like horror movies. Oh, okay. He likes sci-fi. He likes action. I watched a lot of Bruce Willis films. I saw lots of freaking, you know, 007 movies like <laughs> So, like, so I had seen, like, Never Know Street. I had seen, like, Child's Play, Friday the 13th. And, like, yep. they were, like, there were scary slasher films, but they had, like, a comedic element to them, especially yeah. Child's Play and, and Friday the 13th. Yeah. Not Friday the 13th. Uh, uh, Never Know Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. So, yeah, he definitely like, brings in some good one-liners. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I remember, like, then, like, as I got, like, a little bit older, like, I was like, oh, I want to see The Exorcist because I kept hearing about it. My mom Ooh. was like, no. <laughs> My mom was like, no. Like, you're not watching this movie. And I was like, come on. She's like, no, you can't watch this movie. And I just remember being, like, 12 years old and it was on, like, basic cable, like, A&E maybe one night or, like, AMC or something. Yeah. And I was home alone and I had watched it. <laughs> and this was, like, my first, like, psychological horror movie. Oh, yeah. And that's, and like, crazy horror. It yeah. traumatized me. I was, like, yeah. I, like, legit thought, like, there was a demon in my house. I was possessed. I would not, like, like, I somehow, like, boxed myself, like, in one room and I would not leave that room until, like, my family came home. And, like, they didn't come home, like, too late. Some, like, my brother had, like, a hockey game or something, and they went to dinner after, and they got caught up somewhere. So it was, like, 11.30 when they came home. Oh, And geez. I was, like, just boxing. Like, I was, like, I had to pee, and I, like, walked to the bathroom with my back to the wall. Like, oh, yeah. I just would, like, I would refuse to turn my back to anything. It was... Yeah. Tra- like, it traumatized me. It affected me. Yeah. And... It still does, like, because they re-released it in, like, the early 2000s, and I remember, like, I went to see it in the theater, because it was, like, mm-hmm. the, maybe, like, the 20th anniversary of it or something. Yeah. 
And I remember, like, as I started watching, this is like the first time I'd seen it since I was like 12 or 13. And like, I, it triggered memories. And I like, I went, oh, I had like to had leave. Flashbacks. I went to the bathroom and I like threw up for like five minutes. Cause it just Whoa. like, it affected me. It was, Intense. Yes. So movies can be strange. Yeah. You can, you can watch a movie like a Robocop, which just like millions of people die. It doesn't affect you. But you watch like a movie like The Exorcist where like, Minimal death, but yeah, just but like, like psychological really, horror. Yeah, which it's very different styles. Yeah, yes. there's like the action type versus like the action horror kind of, but then there's the the like psychological thriller. Like, yeah, like Jesus it, Christ, this is gonna fuck with your head for the rest of your life type of movie. Any any like exorcism of like Emily Rose, any of those type movies that are like allegedly based on true stories. Those ones always like affect me more than like a like a like like an M. Night Shyamalan movie yeah like The Sixth is, Sense or something actually you know what The Sixth Sense really fucked with me too that okay. I'm just gonna throw this in. Um, yeah it was a good one really that movie had a lot of fuckery in it it did it really <laughs> did especially when you get to the end and you're like for the first time when you first watch it and you get to the end and you're like <gasps> and then you oh rewatch it God. yeah then you rewatch it looking for like mistakes and there's no mistakes. It's so cohesive. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, you're like, how did I not see it? It should have been obvious. And you rewatch it, and you're like, no, it wasn't obvious at all. They threw in just the red items yeah, you're to like, like wait. clue you in, but that's not a fucking clue. You're like, wait, but Bruce Willis talked to his wife, and you're like, wait, he didn't talk to his wife. Like he did talk to her, but she didn't exactly respond. respond yeah it was... you it seemed like she was responding but she you can also like when you go back and watch it you're like oh my god she's totally just like talking to herself she's not actually responding to him that was the first movie that really fucked with my mind like oh, yeah. i like memento oh memento was, was mind-blowing however it was the kind of it's, it's not it doesn't fuck with you as much because you kind of know going into it you kind of like like memento just the way the way it's set up it, and point, it puts the pieces together like, yeah as you go yeah but the sixth sense like it, it, it hits you together like and then it just like yeah like you're you're fucking it just knocks you yeah, into that's, like the outfield. That's like the the quintessential um, M Night Shyamalan. What the twist? Like movie. Like, All right. Well, very quickly, we'll do an M Night Shyamalan corner before we go. Oh yeah. All right. Yep. Six Sense changed my life. Unbreakable. Yep. Not as effective, but it was a great movie. Definitely a good movie, and that's one that I can watch over and over again yes. because, like, there isn't that big reveal at the end. Like, Sixth Sense, like, you watch it once, and it's like, holy fuck, and it, like, completely fucks with your mind, and you watch it again, like you said, looking for, for like, the clues or mistakes or something, not there. and they aren't there, but you can't, like, watch it over and over again and have that same, like, connection to it because it dulls it. But the seams, the seams started to split in I think in Signs which is a good movie I think yeah. Signs is a good movie but the seams started it's, to yeah it, it wasn't nearly as good as like Unbreakable or The Sixth Sense or something which like that which then leads us to The Village <laughs> which <laughs> which I gotta say I did enjoy no. but it's not one that I've rewatched ever The Village is awful uh, I, it, the shining part of the movie is Bryce Howard Dallas, who's like amazing in it. Mm -hmm. Adrian Brody's okay, eh. but I see. I liked it, but it wasn't one that like completely fucked with my mind. 
like I saw some things coming in that, like in a big way, and I was like, "There's gonna be something that's revealed," and oh yeah, that made sense. Yeah, and you're waiting for it. Yeah. Then you have the lady in the water. I have never seen that movie. Just to put that out there, I've heard it's not great. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain the movie, but it exists. Then I'm gonna have to watch it just to watch it. I I, I think I just watched it just to watch it, and then I was like, "What the fuck am I watching this?" So. <laughs> I don't know what came after that, but then there's The Happening. I liked The Happening. What? I know people think it's cheesy, what? but I enjoyed it. Ugh. I didn't think it was like this big revelation or, you know, like whatever. I just enjoyed the movie for what it was. And then Will Smith and his son in After Earth. I never saw that one either. Don't. Don't. <laughs> okay. Although, then we get like a weird like... You get a weird like callback and all of a sudden shit starts getting fucked up again have you ever watched the visit yes oh my <laughs> god i gotta say at one point i called it like in my head i was like oh my god those aren't gonna be the grandparents those aren't gonna be like the actual grandparents and then like the fucking bomb dropped and i was like i fucking knew it oh my god they're dead in the basement like <laughs> all right so the the visit is like it's kind of like it's kind of like Cloverfield. It was so good, though. I really liked it. And I was just like, it it, 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 it felt more like the Sixth Sense kind of bomb dropping kind of thing. And then that leads into um, Split. Which is technically a sequel. a sequel to Unbreakable. And then we have, which I haven't seen yet, Glass. I haven't seen Glass yet either. So, have you've seen Split, right? Oh, yeah, I've seen okay. Split. Okay, so... We've Split. talked about this in the podcast before. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll reiterate. So Split is a sequel. It's an like unofficial sequel to um, Unbreakable. And it's he wanted it to be a movie that would stand alone on its own, which then, it totally does. But then but just be the, like at the end, just pull the fucking rug. It, and it fucking did. <laughs> so at the end, it shows Bruce Willis like in a little fucking like diner, like seeing the like news report. And there's other people at the other end of the little bar, diner bar, like saying, oh, isn't that, that sounds so much like that other thing with that guy. What was his name? And he's like, Glass. <laughs> and he fucking walks out and it's like bombshell. And um I I really love the did you realize that I think we talked about this before? Um the guy who's the main character in Split, he was meant to like be the actual like adult version of one of the flashes that Bruce Willis sees in Unbreakable when he's just standing in the like oh, public no. place letting people hit him. Yeah. And he's seeing all the shit that people's people have done. And this woman with a, a little boy walks by him and bumps into him and she's like yelling at him and like dragging him out from under a bed where he's hiding from her. And he like the guy in split is supposed to be that little kid who was like abused by his mother his whole life all grown up and that's why he formed all these other personalities so, is from like his abusive childhood i didn't pick up on that but um on break it was supposed to be like a like a trilogy of movies yes initially. which it technically is now, now it is but yeah. initially it was supposed to be like a trilogy of movies but it didn't do too well at the box office right so it kind of got derailed so which is why the the uh, studio is panicked and they're like we don't want to do sequels to this just like which is why split didn't come out for so long afterwards yeah 
Uh, so yeah, so. and he I think he reworked a lot of what Split was because there were supposed to be more things in it. Yeah, I think. And it's, he, it's he obviously up, like a tack on. He's like, you know what? He, I, I he think reworked he, it. I think he had like a lot of good early like buzz about the movie, and people were like, you, no, no, like this is a good like. I think the visit. Oh my god! The so visit you had was so you had like After Earth with Will Smith. And it was like this return to Earth movie after so many years. Mm-hmm. Type movie didn't do too well. It was fucking shitty. I've seen it. Okay. Then, like, he very quietly made the visit. It came out. It came. Like, it, it wasn't like a big announcement. Because I think he just kind of was like, you know what? Like, yeah. people really shit on him all this season. Yeah, right, people were like making fun movie. of him and stuff. Yeah, he's like, I'm just going to make this movie. I'm not going to, like, hype it up. Yeah, I'm not going to, like, pay for marketing. And yeah. So that came out. And it got, like, Bomb review, like bomb ass reviews. Not yeah. Bomb in a good way, like bomb ass like, reviews. Holy fuck, took off. People yeah. were like, my God, what in the hell? This is just like so fucked. So, I believe this was like a movie he was like quietly working on the side as he was like putting together Split. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, were, they were receptive to the visit. And then he was like working on Split. So, I, I feel like, I don't know for certain, but I feel like a part of me is like, you know what? The, the fucking reviews of um, The Visit, like, really just gave Com- him the, like, push. boost, and he's like, yeah. all right, you know what? I'm just going to do a big twist at the end, and he did. Well, it, he was originally planning on making because originally, like, it was supposed to be part of, I think, Unbreakable or something, like, the, the main character of Split was supposed to kind of come in in some part of Unbreakable aside from him being the kid. And like, yeah, but do, do you think he went into making Split with that intention? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. Like, like, there's actual, like, he, there, like, no, there's actual like interviews, and uh, that's that's how he went into this. Okay, I thought he had like as he was making it, he had like that confidence boost. Because there was supposed to be more about that kid in Unbreakable, and they cut a bunch of it out. Oh yeah, because like, it was supposed to be like a trilogy of movies. Yeah, so. and it's there was supposed to be more about that kid and his mother, and the only thing that got left in Unbreakable was that flash of Bruce Willis seeing him like being dragged out from under the bed and hit her yelling at him. So, do you think that M Night Shyamalan escaped chemtrails? I mean, maybe some of his shittier movies are like he was the affected, effects of he was chemtrails, by him. and he then like, he like went into a bunker and had some like filtered air, and like it cleared his head, and he came out with the visit, and then like came back to split and. Got back on track. He got back on track with his, you know, what the twist. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know how the glasses, but we'll I don't know. Find I've out. heard we'll good find... things, and I really want to see it because after watching Split, I am so fucking psyched for it. And Sarah Paulson's in it. Yeah. Hey, I'm Sarah Paulson. <laughs> Watch me in Split Glass. I always said Split. Yeah. <laughs> Watch me in, in Glass. <laughs> and I have two heads in American Horror Story. <laughs> Lick my punani. <laughs> oh my god so wrong I just had to throw it in there for some reason <laughs> of course you did not? Yeah. people were probably getting bored yep they're like something makes something fucking nasty hasn't happened in like 20 minutes <laughs> alright chemtrails next blah, blah, week blah, blah, blah. next week we're gonna do it we're gonna, we're gonna do gonna it delve high five into how it's affecting M. Night Shyamalan movies yes <laughs> the village was originally supposed to be better but chemtrails fucked it up chemtrails <laughs> fucked it up the happening Jill liked it because she I was, liked it. All right. Zoe Deschanel, miscast, miscast. I liked it. I thought it was good. Oof. Jay, you know, I think Jay likes it too, so fuck off. All right. Well, maybe we'll have a happening weekend. We'll get together. 
we'll like rent out a space and watch it <laughs> happen in and we'll invite all our friends and family and fans <laughs> we have yep. new fans we get we, i don't know jill like buck was like pushing this podcast tonight um no, because people, I wasn't really pushing it. People kept asking me, like, how I knew you. Oh. Because apparently you don't share anything about your life with anyone that you oh, know. Oh, I never share my life with anyone. Yeah, so, like, everybody was confused. They were like, so, did you, like, grow up together down here and then you moved to Massachusetts? And I was like, whoa, you guys don't even realize that Patrick didn't grow up around here? <laughs> like, holy fuck. Oh. So I was like, no, he, um, he, we didn't grow up together, but we were really, like, in towns that were close by each other when we met when working in a call center like and now we do a podcast about yeah, mystery and stories do, and like say horrific things about actors and actresses <laughs> <laughs> i was like well you know it was in massachusetts like he grew up in massachusetts where i lived and everything and they were like oh my god so you like come down to visit just to see him in his improv show and i was like well yeah, but also because, you know, we were recording like for three, we're recording for like three days because it's easier. And they're like, what? And I was like, well, we do a podcast together. And they're like, oh my God. And I was like, oh shit, I've given away some information that maybe I shouldn't have. And now Jill, it's like a big thing. Jill Buck, the uh, debunker. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Let's get in the Scull bunker. <laughs> scullying the fuck out of this shit. <laughs> I know. All right, well. We need to go to bed. It's yes, like 3 a.m. our time. Yeah, we really need to go to bed, guys. So next week, we're chatting about some chemtrails. Yes, and if not, maybe we'll talk about a murder or two. But mostly, and, probably chemtrails. Yeah, I gotta say, it's gonna be probably chemtrails unless they blank our memories. Yes, we get a reset. It's like, um, what's that movie when Groundhog you go to. Day? Yeah, Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's that movie when you go to sleep and you like, wake up and. <laughs> It's reset. Day. Uh, also, something with Natasha Leone on Netflix, whose name escapes me. Oh, 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 uh, Russian Doll. Yeah, Russian Doll. That was different, though, because she kept dying. Well, she kept dying, and then she would, like, reset, and then that movie got, not that movie, that series got really weird near the end. I fucking loved it. I thought it was good. But People then, started disappearing. It was pretty cool. Yeah, um, it got really weird at the end, but however, I was satisfied with the end. Yeah, satisfied I was too. I was too. I liked and, it. All right. Was she wearing a wig? I don't think so. I felt like she was. She has very curly hair naturally. Like, all right. I just wanted to, like, all right. If I was on that show, if mm -hmm. I was like an extra, I would have like walked up and like tugged her hair real quick <laughs> just to see if it was a wig or not. And Patrick's fired. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. So until next time, Jill Buck. Deuces. Watch the skies for... Russian dolls. <laughs> Wigs. Wigs. <laughs> or... The Happening. <laughs> Plant Chemicals. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. Ed Harris. Is he in there? He is now. <laughs> We're just going to throw him in because we love him. Yeah, shout out to Ed Harris. Call us, tweet yeah. us at Red Wine Mystery. Oh, yeah. We didn't do any of our our like housekeeping, did we? We'll do it next week. Uh, at Red Wine Mystery, at Red Wine Mysteries, and at uh, Red Wine Mysteries at gmail.com. <laughs> good enough. Yep. The Goonies are good enough. Yes.